How did you know? I love this song. Hello and welcome to Sonic Bites, the freewheeling conversation and interview series for the eclectic music lover. This week we're talking everything function music, composing function band sets, good and bad function band songs, and what we think the role of function music is. From Van Morrison's Brown Eyed Girl to Mr. Brightside by The Killers, we try to work out what brings a song out of the airwaves and into the function band canon, and which songs that we think every function band should be playing. We hope you enjoy it. Anyway, there you are with your Nickelback t-shirt. Yes, in all I'm in its my, glory. My shameless Nickelback T-shirt. Um, I remember I should... when you put that up in your. No, we didn't. Sorry, no, you didn't put it up in my room. When I put that up we, in my room, we I mean, put when, it up when in your room. You put that up in my room when I was away, as well as a load of uh, other post-it notes and my boxer shorts on my wall. Thank you very yeah, much. But the Lizzie J that... and Thomas Benoit, if you're listening, I have not <laughs> forgotten, and I will never forget uh, that fateful day. <laughs> Yeah, oh, good times. But yeah, anyway, we good put times. that we put that T-shirt up on like a weird scare on like a music stand and used it as like a scarecrow. Um, yes, you know, because people because you know people will be repulsed by <laughs> on, upon seeing that repulsed by Nickelback exactly and maybe our podcast forever forever and evermore. Um, <laughs> anyway, not to mention yeah. Um, anyway, let's not go down. Didn't you guys like just just before just before that? Didn't you guys like? Um, you you cut out photos of my head and you stuck them ah. on each one of the Nickelback faces on my t-shirt as well, which is another interesting... Uh, of course we did. Another thing that you very kindly did. This is um, a true story. Anyway. This is um... a true story. Anyway, <laughs> on to our uh, topic of conversation today. Um, we're talking about function band uh, and function band music. Uh, you are a function musician. Um, I mean, you are more much more of a function musician, but... I mean, fun- I think I think it, it's it's hard to say. Like, obviously, a lot of people are functioning musicians in themselves, but like, do you, I mean, and would call themselves? I am a functioning musician. This is like all I do. But I guess for us, we're um, just a bit, yeah. bit of background. I guess we make original music as well, just on the side, um, and as a main thing. But function yeah. function music is a way to you know just get a bit of income and can be people's income source but i i, I wouldn't yes, like obviously exactly. I, I i would like to think that you don't think of yourself as like completely like function music music is my whole whole thing you know it, it is a thing um yeah yeah sorry function music yeah. is a thing that you do yeah. uh it's probably the best way to say it. and function music is the thing mm. that i do as well um mm. yeah not a fun not a function yeah. musician From my... uh, entirely but that's where yeah. i make i mean that's where i make most of my income at the moment as a function musician mm. But uh, yeah, I think it's quite interesting. Not, I, mean, I guess, maybe not just our lives and music. Should we clear up like function? what a function musician is as well, just to like clarify for people who might not know? Okay, like, fun- I mean, vers- versus like other types of musicians as well, versus like a classical musician or something like that. Okay, well, I guess a function musician is a musician that plays sort of set f- like functions that aren't necessarily playing original music uh, that's how i define it you know yeah um, it's not like um in a i mean it can be in a club but um there there is another there's another thing going on where the music is a can be a large part of but it's not the, it's not the primary it's not thing the number there. thing one thing on the agenda so yeah 
um, obviously, I mean, I, I think most people do have an idea, but yeah, just to clarify, this yeah. is like weddings it's, it's, and yeah, I think wedding bands, corporate event, um, sort of like birthday parties, sort of music that's yeah. playing there, where, where the music is the music is offering a a nice backdrop yeah. to what's going on, basically, as opposed yeah. to say a classical concert or a gig where you're going to mm. watch a band play. You're, you're going there to watch the music mm. specifically, as opposed to to dance to the music or to to do something else. Yeah, I mean, there, there are so many different types of functions. I feel like we should probably define what sort of function music we want to talk about and we have experience with, because obviously you have things like like graduations or private dinner parties where the, or like, um, God forbid, funerals, you know? <laughs> and yeah, that, exactly. Those have um, different types of function music. But I guess, I guess a lot of the time what we do is like party music. So, yeah. um, so it's like more weddings, it's kind of like, happy times and um yeah people, people want to celebrate want to dance um, and so i guess that type of function music um yeah more 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 celebration music as opposed to sort mm. of because there is um so some of the function work that i do i do acoustic music sort of backgroundy kind of music that's not necessarily for the party side of it so a lot of people will have wedding receptions where they'll have an acoustic guitar player um just mm. playing music as a background while people talk as opposed to when in the evening when you have a band band on um where you're dancing um mm. you know sort of to the music as opposed to sort of having it as a there's there's music to dance over and there's music to talk over mm. um i guess so the, the point is music to dance over um, yeah and i guess the, the point is, is like each function music has its own specific repertoire and is yes. i think it's quite interesting <clears throat> to um sort of pursue the question like what makes it i mean i think you phrased it before when yeah. we when we when we sort of planning on you know what to talk about i think you posted it better than me but yeah what what makes a song sort of part become part of a type of function repertoire and, yeah and in this in this yeah. case specifically i guess the party function repertoire like what mm. what makes a what makes a party function song a party function song um, yeah or a wedding song you know just in general yeah or yeah or a yeah. wedding song exactly <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, we, we play, I know you play in a function band called Truly Medley Deeply. Um, I do indeed. Um, I mean, maybe explain kind of what the concept is there. And... Um, so the concept for Truly Medley Deeply is, um, it's a fantastic concept. Uh, and the guy who, uh, runs it, Nick Goodwin is an absolute genius. Um, and the idea is basically taking, um, the function experience, uh, and picking, cherry picking the best parts of function songs, putting them together in medleys um, and then performing those for uh, guests at obviously weddings uh, or other functions, parties, corporate events, birthdays. Um, and conceptually, obviously it works really well because it means that um, a lot of people, uh, if you're listening to a song, there's a certain part of a song that you'll know really, really well. And that's the part that everybody wants to listen to. Mm. And then it cuts out, it trims the fats off songs basically so that you can get to the part that you're, you, you get to the, the best part of each song um put those together uh, in yeah. a medley and then obviously you know uh entertain people yeah i always forget that i have i have way. i have actually experienced a truly medley deeply set which was um we both did didn't ago, we before i uh, before i joined before you joined it but yeah yes. I, I, th I think what's really cool about the band is that you guys have sort of eras like era medleys or genre medleys and um obviously yeah. there's so many different genres that function by music can fall into um mm. i mean maybe it's an idea to get sort of um uh, nick on the show in the future um but just to talk about this stuff but i mean we can talk we can gloss over it for now yeah definitely um, nick if you if you if yeah. you are listening we'd very much like to have you on the show and um, we'd be fascinated but, uh, to hear some of your uh, insights 
Yeah, but I think you guys have things like boy band medleys or like nineties medleys. Yeah, like that, exactly. from what I've heard. So, from, yeah, the way the, the way the medley is designed is we we take um, sort of a certain era or a certain type of music um, mm. and sort of pick out you know what would be the best. So for example, if we were to take a seventies seventies soft rock, um, mm. you know. <laughs> And you, you can take yes. sort of, so yeah so some of the best yeah some of the best songs from that sort of seventies kind of genre so like Sweet Caroline, um, mm. Piano Man by Billy Joel, uh, mm. Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison, mm. uh, and I think we also do uh, Take It Easy by the Eagles, <clears throat> mm. um, and those the songs you know they fit together and they sort of they remind you of a certain mm. time you know they're evocative of a certain uh, genre of music and a certain sort of feeling and a vibe and so it's it's mm. taking that vibe and sort of that you know mm. that that part of the wedding set list um and sort of streamlining it into you know four songs and so not only is it communicating like um you know a time uh, a time it doesn't put a time stamp on it but it also communicates that sort of feeling um mm. and again it caters to a certain member of the audience mm. um and so i think that's one of the first things to kind of nail down that's really important for what makes a function band song a function band song yeah. is that um you have to realize obviously who you're catering for so it's got to be something that um you know that that is reasonably age appropriate for what you're doing um but also has to have that sort of universal appeals to the point where it's kind of because there's obviously there's a lot of 70s soft rock songs that people who were around in the 70s will remember but people who that haven't sort of stood the test of time so to speak and haven't moved on um you know into the later generation so that when people who are you know in their 20s now listen to it and go oh that's from the 70s whereas if you mm-hmm. hear something like van morrison most people at least in a in a uk us sort of western centric yeah. music <laughs> vibe um they'll know that and they'll recognize that um yeah so... i think i think it's interesting obviously you can tailor set lists to whatever the audience wants so if the, someone really wants a backstreet boys song then you can whip it up or or if they really want yeah, a specific exactly. nickelback song you can do it but i think what's what's the interesting no <laughs> <laughs> what's what's the most interesting thing i think is is when you have a universal function band song so a song that no matter what or at least there's there's sort of like a cross generational appeal to mm. the song so something like i'm just gonna throw it out there but the first song that always comes to mind is, is a dancing in the moonlight hey and, and i feel like that song obviously it wasn't even top loader's song i think it's um, king harvest originally in the yeah. night which i think was in the 1970s so it, weirdly enough it, it could be a 70s soft rock song yeah to but, begin with but obviously now it's a it's a 90s yeah and 90s that one. that's a song if, if someone plays it at an original like if i went to original music night in London and there was like a young up and coming band playing Dancing in the Moonlight unless it was like an amazing fresh take of the song I, I yeah. would be like what the hell man like this is a wedding song <laughs> and it's, it's interesting how some songs do fall into that category um, mm. like I think again maybe Brown Eyed Girls another example of that is yes is definitely a, is a, I mean obviously oh. there, there are newer takes on it like we have a mate called Matt Jenner who does quite a cool version of it it's a bit more he does indeed yes more of a fantastic. piece of guitar strummy but yeah Matt Gino if you want to come on the podcast as well we're, we are uh, ready to embrace you with open Nickelback t-shirt wearing arms oh god no <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah it's just interesting how some songs do fall into that category like every time I hear that riff from Brown Eyed Girls instantly like 
where am I? Am I am I at a function now? You know? Yeah, it takes you back to a wedding, um, exactly. Yeah, or am I listening to the radio or something? Um, yeah, it's a weird blend of like, mm. it's a strange blend of nostalgia as well as kind of having that. It's a nostalgia and relevance as well. Um, mm. That you obviously, yeah, it's, it has to, it has to be well known enough so that everyone has a kind of collective cultural awareness of the song. Yeah. Um, but also it's obviously got to be that there's the dancing element to it as well. Mm. Um, Cause obviously you know, you, there are songs that you know a lot of people have a cultural awareness of, but you wouldn't necessarily want to hear at yeah. a wedding, for example, you know, yeah. like in I the mean, end by Linkin Park is not going to be uh, sort of I mean, at the top I of mean, anyone's list to I give mean, an example. Know, not that I, it's not a great song, but in terms <laughs> of function and in terms of fitting the vibe of a wedding, mm. um, it's something else that obviously you need to, yeah. I mean, well. if it was my wedding, I'd probably put Indiana as a request, but yeah, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not a universal. And, uh... like, yeah. <laughs> I guess, I guess it really depends as well. Cause obviously the, the type of functions that we play are like, I guess they're, um, I would probably say it's a predominantly white audience. Uh, so it'd be like that type yes, of music. I think and, so. Yeah. You, um, you're not necessarily going to be, um, you know, playing like loads of, other different types of music <laughs> that might fall into that same bill for a different audience um, um, and I guess it varies in different countries as well like if I was in Hong Kong and I was um, like going to a wedding in Hong Kong there's like a whole different type of repertoire there that yeah will, exactly that, that British music would just not <laughs> like like no one wants to hear that at their wedding yeah. you're gonna want to hear like counterpop hits it has to it has to fit mm. the it has to fit the collective conscience of the mm. country you're playing in basically doesn't it because like yeah. what 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 we found is that um people who have grown mm. up in america even e mm. even between the uk and the us there's a massive mm. difference in what people who are our age remember um in terms of boy bands and girl bands you know in the late 90s mm. early 2000s in the UK versus the US. So that mm. we have, um, you know, a UK garage medley that if you were yeah. to play that in the UK, like no one knows who Craig David is in mm. the US, oh, yeah. who's our age. You know, obviously there'll be some people who do, but he was a big star over here. Um, and in the same way as people like Girls Aloud um, mm. were more of a sort of UK based band um, mm. and the Spice Girls as well, sort of being the big UK based girl band of the nineties um, yeah. that didn't necessarily translate in the same way um, over in America as well. Um, mm. But I mean, if you guys, if there's anyone listening from America, please feel free to shoot this down. If you guys are massive Spice Girl <laughs> fans, then uh, I am perfectly willing to stand corrected. But in mm. my experience so far, that's that's another interesting point that it is it, there is a mm. cultural, there's a cultural collective conscience that the song has to kind of worm its way into. Mm. Um, but what's interesting as well is that like it seems to be because I, I I started to think that it was it had to be. Uh, an older song in order to kind of mm. to fit its way in so that enough people remember it but it doesn't necessarily have to be old it just has to be almost far reaching enough because another yeah. really good example of a song that went straight from the pop charts into the function charts was Uptown gonna, Funk oh damn I was going to say Happy by Pharrell Williams but yeah that's <laughs> another really, Funk another, yeah, <laughs> was be another like, oh. really good another really <laughs> anyway. good example but, yeah. but, they, but they went straight in um, mm. and it and but at the time obviously when they came out it, they, they had such a wide reach yeah that, um you know, mm. uh, it, it, it's almost a cross-generational reach that even if you've got someone who's not necessarily tuned into what's on the top 40, 
mm. that still reaches them you know it's almost got to get like through you know sort of um I'm just trying, I, I don't want to say KMFM because obviously that's Kent that's that's down in Kent where I'm living mm. um but it has to you know go through the UK pop radio stations into you know BBC Radio 2 mm. where it, like it's got to reach um you know older generations as well mm. um and so it's it's interesting how like it has to have that kind of reach that happy was a really big deal because it got played all over the world mm. um you know, and obviously there were loads of people that had that sort of viral video um, yeah. trend of everyone sort of dancing along to it as well. And so that's the kind of thing that and obviously then everyone hears of it and then it becomes, you know, and it's obviously yeah. danceable. So you can then put it into yeah. a wedding mm. fu- or, you know, a function band set list, yeah. or at, least for, at least for the kind of function music that we play. Yeah. And that's just band stuff. I mean, obviously, you can like DJ any type of song. Like I'm sure I'm sure Gangnam Style goes down an absolute treat. Oh, weirdly not, enough you know. that one that that's um i like obviously a lot of them at least mm. i don't know about uh, all the functions that you play but a lot of this the uh what we do on on our functions is we dj as well and mm. so obviously we'll play live sets and in between we'll act as the djs too mm. uh, we've played a couple of functions together where we've done that as well mm. um and gangnam style that's a weird one because that, that 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 hasn't had the same kind of reach yeah, um, maybe maybe, maybe that's why. very specific an example, but you know. No, but it's a really good one because yeah. it was it was a massive deal. I remember I I yeah. um I, <laughs> I had that um we we learned that just before my 18th birthday and for my 18th <laughs> birthday we went to we went to a pub and uh, I've got a recording mm. somewhere of like I think like a hundred it was one of those sort of school ones where I'd I'd moved schools as well so mm. um half of the half of the girls school and half of the boys school came along and mm. the end of the night we all danced to Gangnam Style and got a video of it somewhere yeah. of like a hundred eighteen year olds like <laughs> off their faces dancing to Gangnam Style uh, but it time. hasn't necess- but it's weird because that one hasn't st- I w- I'd argue that hasn't stood the test of time in the way mm. that um yeah. Happy has or Uptown Funk it just for some reason that hasn't and again maybe that's only for um you mm. know sort of UK US like predominantly white audiences that we play mm. to but when that comes on people kind of go oh yeah they sort of remember it but maybe it's because it has like you know yeah the, the, i guess like part of it was the dance as well and sort of it was that maybe they had to like there's it was it was quite a specific dance and so like not everyone remembered it i guess whereas like if you've got something like i'm just trying to think of another example like the cha-cha slide mm. like and again, it might just be a UK thing, but like there are literally just like there are instructions in that song to tell you what to do. And so it's a lot yeah. easier. And like the Macarena as well, like it's a, you know, it's a, it's a recurring move that you do again and again and again. Mm. So it's something that's really, really easy to pick up. Whereas the, happy, mm. the, the Gangnam Style dance is a lot more complicated. So maybe because it's played in the dance context and people are expected to dance to it, if you don't know the dance, it kind of splits the room a little bit. And so like, yeah. if you do know it, you'll really go for it. But then if you don't, it might hold a lot of people back to the point where they're sort of not, necessarily sure whether they're going to do it or not yeah and i mean like to bring it back to the question i think it's quite interesting to think about fun so if we're saying that function band music doesn't have to stand the test of time or be old or anything it just has to be relevant at some point i think it's also impressive to think about those old songs that have stood the test of time and will go down a treat at a wedding if you play it um okay maybe not this year but you know <laughs> at some point in the future um mm. like something like sweet caroline or something you know that's like just bound to go down a hit is, is old but somehow is relevant and people yeah when exactly. they're pissed off their faces they're gonna you know um sing yeah. along to it um, that's I mean, another good that's mm. another good point actually um uh in relation to being pissed off their faces mm. um there is it's, a certain have, have, i've noticed have you noticed that like there's a certain type of song you can play at a certain point in the evening as well so there's some mm. songs that like to be at the beginning of an evening have become relevant but then yeah. like towards the end of the night they become sort of less relevant you know and you, you the, the, the type of song shifts um mm. you know as the mood of the room shifts as well mm. 
yeah especially yeah, i think especially with weddings when people are there i guess people are there to have a good time um whereas yeah it's not a background thing it's like a it's the feature presentation of the evening mm. <laughs> um the music <laughs> it's, it's kind of both yeah. isn't it because like, you, you mm. are background in that like mm. the event is the wedding but you are the main thing obviously after everything else is gone because obviously people want to yeah. have a dance they want to have a good time and like if it's not a band I, i've not been to a wedding without a band or a dj like mm. that would to me that would seem very strange personally like if you're going to sort of celebrate and not dance like by all means again if you've had a wedding and you've mm. not danced let us know in the comment section below um <laughs> it'd be really interesting to see what that, that that's like because that's that's yeah. something that's completely alien to me at least mm. um and to you as well i think yeah all right I, I've, I've got a question so if we were to give some criteria to mm. to what makes a function band like just some general obviously nuances aside if we were to literally say like it's got to be one yeah. two three things if you would if you were to if you were to write a function band song today uh, that's, specifically that's, to get played uh, that that, wedding, that's the thing though would, would you be would you even be able to do would that? you be able to yeah I, I don't think i don't think that's a that's a i think most of function band repertoire i i i wouldn't i cannot think of one song in the function map repertoire that was written like hey it's this is a wedding song you know like i i can but it's uh and it's perfect by ed sheeran i think i don't know whether he was thinking like that's definitely going to be but like no but like that's the only one i can sort of you know because that's obviously you know like Mm. i I, I don't know whether it was intentional but obviously like i think that that was one that as soon as it came out like everyone was like yeah okay that's going to be a function man song like straight away yeah i know but he I, like but I, again, I will, yeah, well, I, I, will put, I will put it. my money on it. Like that's that's his. This is original music, so it's it's um. Oh, my audio has gone a bit weird. But um, yeah, this is original music. Like at the same time, it's it's it's. I I know that these people are not thinking of it becoming the next brown eyed girl, you know. Like yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah. music that they were creating at the time. So I think that's that's quite an interesting factor. Um, it it just might be a it just be- afterwards. Yeah, it just becomes part of the repertoire, part of the canon. Um, I mean, if I was to put some criteria on it, I'd probably say it has to be at least danceable. <laughs> um, definitely, as, definitely danceable. Um, or, I mean, whether it's a slow dance or a fast dance. Um, and um, I guess it has to have been popular and have a wide reach, <laughs> um, have had a wide reach. Um, I don't know if yeah. you have any other um, ideas. I think I guess it's like yeah it has to have like the the reach itself has to be like as it like it, it needs to have some sort of staying power as well I think is the thing because like there's so mm. there are songs that have a wide reach um you know that that are very danceable um and yet don't necessarily make it into a function mm. repertoire in the same yeah. way um That's true and yeah, so but, I guess yeah. it has to have some some sort of sticking something as well like there's mm. the, almost that x factor that and it's kind of intangible because there's not necessarily like if you think about all the songs that we play uh, mm. at function gigs at weddings and at parties mm. and at sort of corporate events like there's i'd argue there's not really a unifying it's very hard to find a unifying anything sort of between all of them mm. it just has to be people that like it just they just have to like and recognize and like maybe you don't have to like cut specific shapes to it but like you know you it has to be someone that people will sing along to or have a good or just just trigger a certain feeling you know i, I guess yeah. maybe it just has to 
it has to for lack of a better term you know like like fit the function <laughs> yeah definitely and, um, like it is it is in the name if, if you're playing jazz music at a function it has to fit a certain um like the organizer might be wanting to go for a certain type of like relaxed feel so that people can yeah. chat people can chat over it um and yeah i mean so yeah maybe that maybe maybe that's um maybe that's yeah. sort of the, the one if mm. if there is a unifying factor between it like the one criteria is and it may be the most obvious seeming one is that yeah it has to it has to fit the function in the first mm. place um sort of depending on where that function is and mm. where it's taking place <laughs> all right i've got one more question i guess to go on keep going so um so i guess what are your favorite function band tunes to play um we i mean we we've we've made a lot of set lists and draft set lists and like just going over and over again trying to find um maybe not the perfect set list but just um trying to just trying to make good set lists using yeah. the repertoire that we have at our disposal that we can trying learn. to find some some universal like truths of function band playing that like yeah. no matter where you play it like it works kind of thing mm. um, but, but yeah okay obviously uh, obviously, obviously you, you do a lot of functions you play care homes you play um weddings you play other private functions um, we've done a couple of christmas gigs and yeah um, yeah uh, I've, I, I do some jazz functions and there are certain jazz tunes that you know that will just you play <laughs> um and you standards like standards you might call them yeah yeah uh, <laughs> um, but yeah any, any any come to mind for you um so my favorites to play um that's a really good point actually um i think it's tricky because um i i play as a guitarist and as a singer so there are songs mm. that i really enjoy singing and to me that's songs that are sort of rap based i really enjoy mm. kind of that <laughs> side of it not not yeah. only because it's, it's 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 obviously fun to fit lots yeah. of words into you know like, like the, the actual feeling of rapping for people is really really fun yeah. if, um, if, you, also... if you get a chance to hear leo's real slim shady you know <laughs> yeah, if you ever at any of the, it's if a ever, treat if you're ever fortunate or unfortunate enough to be at a party where i'm rapping the real slim shady yes i do know all the words yeah. and i will go out into the audience and i will sing to you um so feel yeah. free to sing back as well yeah. um but especially yeah so anything especially <laughs> um but yeah especially so yeah uh anything rap. so the real slim shady is a really good one in terms of rap bass for guitar playing um it's stuff like uh, Sweet Home Alabama is really really good fun to play like as a guitarist um, because it's so that it's it's uh, it's great it's great to see someone like the audience reacting to something good that you're doing while playing guitar I think a lot of the time mm. uh, we've had this a couple of times I mean, we did one mm. uh, at Christmas where we were playing Sweet Home Alabama and we were both playing guitar I was mm. playing the solo and you were playing the rhythm stuff and everyone was ogling at your rhythm playing while I was like <laughs> shredding on the other side of the stage um so you know and that, so sometimes that was, that was yeah i mean that's probably that was hilarious the... <laughs> um but you know and that's the other thing as well that you can never necessarily predict how well a song is going to go down at a function but um but yeah mm. in terms of guitar based stuff like that's what i really enjoy doing and then in terms mm. of like pure singing singing um it's probably something like american pie or mm. um or i'm gonna be by the proclaimers <laughs> Both those, right. they're just really really good feel good <laughs> songs and like everyone yeah you know like like in the chorus of the proclaimers mm. and american pie like everyone knows it and so just like the feeling of mm. performing to people who are sort of singing back to you and, and just watching people have a really good time is a great feeling as well mm. um okay so then to turn it back uh on to you then uh, i have two questions for you so what are your three favorite songs to play at a function and what are your three favorite songs if you're at a function to hear that you like hope are going to turn up mm. um 
I mean, you can answer them one yeah. after the other if you want. I think to do both at once. I, I think it's I think it's it's quite interesting because obviously, I like to play all types of music personally speaking, and it's quite nice to have a slightly less unknown song go down a treat for some reason. Um, um, but but at the same time, you also want to play music that just goes down a treat. And even if you don't like the song or will never listen to it ever in your own time, you still... <laughs> uh, I, still are we, are we thinking about the same song? Uh, what are you thinking about? Uh, I, I remember you mentioned a while ago that um, like function music has kind of ruined Mr. Brightside for you. Uh, a little well, bit. I was thinking this recently because obviously we're, we're in lockdown right now. It's 2020. Um, we're, well, we're not in lockdown. We're, we're in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. Yes, we are. And... And I was thinking how Mr. Brightside, I feel like, has completely changed for me. But before okay. before lockdown, I just could not stand that song. And I think anytime someone tried to cover that song or we had to play it at a function, I would always be like, ugh. Like, <laughs> and but now, but once we come out of lockdown or COVID, and I'm at a party, and Mr. Brightside comes on. I, I think I'm going to absolutely cry my eyes out, you know, like just like singing that song. You know song. what? That's, that's very sure, true. That's, that's something that, you know, obviously we don't have that right now. So, um, I've, um, I, we, we finish a lot of function yeah. gigs with that song as well. Um, yeah. And like, mm. uh, there, there, there are some, there are some gigs where like, um, yeah, you get the same sort of feeling <laughs> just like, cause you, you, cause you play it so often sort of like, yeah. and it's such a it's it's almost like it's such a safe option to play like at the end because mm. everyone's gonna know it um that mm. yeah kind of like you, you there's the potential to get a bit disillusioned with it but yeah at the same time like now if you gave me the option to go and play that in front of like a hundred yeah. people i would jump at the chance i'd absolutely love it um, anyway it's a sad time but, but sorry that so, was so, so, so soldiering on but yeah i guess mr brightside's in my in my in my good books now um i'd say yeah. any, any stevie wonder goes down a treat for me it's just like it just everyone knows it he's a it's one of my favorite musicians of all time so it's nice to have that crossover of like one having having this whole whole of stevie wonder's discography to nerd out about and still have songs that are in the function band repertoire that everyone will know um, yeah and you, you you almost play stevie wonder's music tongue-in-cheek knowing that there's better stevie songs out there <laughs> but yeah, you, yeah but you play superstition anyway just out of pure irony and but it's also a great time it's a good tune <laughs> um things like that um yeah i guess a, a lot of just cheesy stuff is kind of awesome as well um if if if, if you pull off anything from the 80s um, like take on me or something or uh, or don't you want me or um i'd love Both. to pull off a cover of like what a fool believes in the right audience oh, or something oh yeah definitely. Um, um, that's africa, another inter- africa or something but that's um, another interesting thing, yeah. isn't it? I think as a function musician, um, I always find it really fun uh, to see like what I can get away with. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, like in terms of like what, like how, how close I can marry the like what we should play to what mm. we want to play. And like every now and again, like like there's, there's, there's the fun sort of like, you know, being able to sort of push the envelope. I've actually mm. got here. Um, so in my last year of uni, I was, I was the house band director and I've got some of my old set lists here that I put together. Oh, um and sort of prepared. Be, uh sort of semi-prepared um, but like so uh one of the ones that we did this was in sort of march of 2018 i think mm. uh so it would have been sort of just before the last one uh and the greatest showman had come out so we did the greatest show 
um, uh-huh. to sort of stay relevant. Raise your glass by Pink. Um, mm. Obviously, another I, I would call that a function classic. You can't really go wrong with that one. Mm. Uh, Uptown Girl. So getting sort of the the eighties mm. kind of like thing of it there. Uh, Rocket Man. See, that was what that was one that like it mm. wasn't necessarily a dancey song, but like mm. it's a really fun song to play and like it's got that kind of vibe to it that. Mm people were kind of like I was thinking people were going to kind of willing to listen but it was just it was something that we really wanted to play because it has that really cool like slide guitar riff that sounds like a mm. like a rocket taking off and all of that stuff yeah. um, and then after that it was sort of back into so Domino by Jesse J Safe mm. Bear and then we did a great uh, One Day Like This slash Hey Jude medley at the end mm. <laughs> um, which is really really good fun as well um, but yeah so like um, that's that was, that was just another little aside that like there's always fun stuff that like you can sort of try and push the envelope as well. So I guess my last question to you would be like, is there anything that is not a function sort of standard song that you wish was? Or like if yeah. you get away with it, you'd, that you'd play, that you'd really uh, enjoy doing? I was funnily enough thinking about that as well. I mean, I, I'd love to hear more music, just diverse, like just just to music coming from more diverse backgrounds become part of the function band repertoire. That would um, be cool. I'd love to see sort of um black music being celebrated like like within a function band set list more i mean obviously it's it's not that there yeah. isn't a lot of black music there like obviously it's so much of it is black yeah. music but and i like yeah i'd argue that motown like is, is a mm. massive staple of a lot of weddings oh yeah so, 100%. Like, in yeah. that sense but but yeah i think uh it would be nice to have at least like maybe mm. throughout I'm just trying. I, I'm racking my brain just because I don't want. I don't want to say that like it's sort of that the, a certain decade was sort of um, you know, like devoid of like music that, for weddings that was like that black music. Mm. But mm. Um, and obviously there's there's the issue of like, yeah, like who is playing the music as well. But uh, I mean, yeah, maybe we shouldn't go down that rabbit hole. But um, but yeah, I I just love to see sort of more interesting things become part of the repertoire. And I I think I guess it's something you can't really control. So I, I think I also want to be surprised a bit. Um, maybe maybe I am avoiding the answer a bit there. But um, I, 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 I just lo- would love to see more songs coming out and seeing them evolve into function band repertoire. So seeing Get Lucky or Happy become part of the repertoire, seeing maybe something like Ariana Grande's music, maybe, maybe Tears Drown Their Own or... Um, or something off one of her new records, um, um, like "Thank You Next" or something. Like just mm. watching this, like it's it's just. I think it's really cool to sort of track it in real time, and being like, yeah. "Hey, a music comes in, it's like a massive hit," and then you can be like, "Oh, I'm gonna see that at like weddings in five years." You know, um, I think that's that's for me. That's at my current stage. That's like the most interesting part. It's like what's going to become part of our repertoire that mm. isn't out yet or hasn't been released or hasn't become popular yet you know? i think mm. what's what's kind of cool as well is that like i guess because we are um in a sense on the front lines of function band music um mm. in that we're playing it obviously like uh, we we have like i guess like a bit of freedom in like we can almost shape that because mm. like there's not sort of like a there's not a song that comes out where like there's not a like a function band council that sort of dictates like and this will now be a function band song that all function bands will play you know Imagine. as great as that would be because then that's we can a have skin. a list to just be like yeah that... <laughs> that's for our um our what is it the um you just our, get yeah, massive our, just get massive alarm bells whenever ed sheeran releases that's the cage, anything the cage, yeah <laughs> 
this one. Such a good it's like, job. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> Get this rehearsing. Just, yeah. <laughs> he's brought a new album out. We have to learn everything just in yeah. case he don't have to function. Some. He's he's farted into a microphone. Got <laughs> As a, yeah, we will save that for the um, for the KG Chung sh- uh, sketch show that's coming out next year. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys are interested, <laughs> but yeah, like it, uh, I think we do have we we do have sort of that that you know there is a collective agreement there's sort of you know lots of random events of function bands going oh we think that's probably a good idea to play as a song you know like that culminates in a song sort of becoming mm. a song and so i guess like in a way that like you know if we were to push a song hard enough like we might be able to get away with it mm. uh you know and we might necessarily we might influence other people at different things you know at other events sort of going, oh this band played you know for example seven mm. rings by Ariana grande at our party yeah. you know could you play at this party and then like, yeah you know so yeah mm. is uh not not to not to phrase the question again but like if you could if you had the power to like if you if you were making a function band set and you knew that like the function band council were going to be at that gig and they were going to then make that song into a function band song which which song would you pick to which, turn into one if you if you could which song uh well since we haven't mentioned him yet i'd say new light by john mayer would be a good addition <laughs> you know I think we a, almost went a whole uh, a whole uh, episode did. without talking yeah. about John Mayer, but the uh, uh, the clouds of sulfur are now in the air, and the yeah. John Mayer bombs are falling everywhere. <laughs> wow, you went there! <laughs> anyway. I went there. Nickelback uh, T-shirt and John Mayer quotes. That's that's my life now. That's that's our brand, I guess. Now that's... you've you've dictated it for us. Um, but <laughs> anyway, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Anyway, so, something like that, you know, like that's just um, that's just kind of funny and good and has has musical value at the same time and um, and not music not even just musical value i guess it's it's i think yeah obviously function band is function like they do serve their functions you know mm. like, um, whether you believe certain songs should get more attention it still might not serve the function you know like <laughs> like you might m- want more songs about like activism to be part of the popular conscience but if it's not serving that function it's it's like it's not it's like time and place you know like, precisely yeah um like if you're there for a party obviously killing in a name might be really fun but um this um yeah you're, you're not going to play like a socially conscious rap song you know <laughs> as, as much as yeah. it's, it's, it might be great and a great yeah. song and great art it's, it's and, and, a, and as, a, as appropriate mm. as it might be mm. as well in terms of the yeah. sort of the political stuff that's going on at the same time like mm. as a function band who if you're hired to you know mm. uh, create a certain atmosphere and that's not going to be um conducive to that atmosphere then you know you can't as much as you might want to and as much as it might be relevant you can't necessarily play it as well so your hands are our hands are tied in that sense many times as well i guess yeah any, any song for you that comes to mind just to wrap up uh, that I would turn into a function song if I could. Um, oh, so many to choose from. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of ones that like that, that. Every time it comes on, I wish that we could play. Um, There's so many. There's like there are so many. I would probably do something like, uh, and I have to say, it, like Rockstar by Nickelback would be an amazing <laughs> function song to do. Um, not just because I'm on uh, brand. <laughs> not not because I'm a massive Nickelback fan. But um, but more because like I don't know, man. It just has a really really cool vibe to it, and I mm. think it's just got that sort of like I don't know. It's uh, mm. it, it does it does it for me. Uh, and if everybody mm. else knew the words as much as I did, then uh, mm. having everyone sing along would be really, really cool as well. Well, you're entitled to your own wishes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I I'd encourage 
if if you're still listening to this podcast at this point firstly well done and secondly we'd love to hear any suggestions that you have um and maybe we'll put it into one of our set lists in the future or maybe absolutely or maybe a function musician listening to this will get an idea and maybe maybe you will pave the way of spreading the virus of this song that you've suggested <laughs> Exactly. The power is very maybe, much maybe in spreading, your hands. Maybe spreading the virus was the most appropriate of terminology <laughs> to, to describe. Sharing the good word. Uh, yeah, the power is very much in your mm. hands. So yeah, let us know in the comment sections uh, if we've missed anything. Uh, give us a like and a subscribe if you like what you're listening so far. Uh, and we've got some cool interviews uh, coming up soon as well that we're really excited to share with you. So make sure you yeah, secret, so secret guests. Secret special guests. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Sonic Bites. If you liked what you heard, give us a like or follow us on Spotify, Anchor FM, or wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us a comment at YouTube at Leo Kelly G Music, Instagram at Sonic Bites, and Twitter at Sonic Bites Pod. We'll have a new episode coming soon, so stay tuned.